Kia ora, ni hao, and hello. Welcome to the special episode of the Chewy Journal podcast. I'm sitting with two Portuguese artists, Hugo and George, in Aveiro to record this episode. We share the behind-the-scenes stories of the first ever unclassifiable music festival of Aveiro and introduce the difficult labeled artists who will perform on 26th and 27th November at the Vaga Festival in Portugal. Come and join us if you can. Maybe a little bit close to the microphone, if possible. Oh, yeah. Like this? Yes. <laughs> It'll be very cozy. Very COVID-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Can you please say, describe where did we record this podcast for my listener who don't familiar with Aveiro and uh, Vic Art House? In Aveiro is a coastal town somewhere between Porto and Lisbon. We're at uh, Vic Aveiro Art's house. It's uh, currently a kind of creative ecosystem that includes um, a guest house, a uh, arts residency, and a small art center. This was the was the former residency of my grandfather Vasco mm-hmm. Branco. He yeah. was uh, a beloved and a multifaceted artist from Aveiro. He mm-hmm. was a painter, ceramist, uh, movie maker, and writer. And he left a big legacy in what concerns uh, cultural heritage and mm-hmm. uh, and artworks. So uh, we basically started this project in his former house mm-hmm. in 2016. Uh, in order to uh, well to save the house in one hand and also to conserve and promote uh, this le- this legacy. Nowadays we have these different projects running in the house. One of them is the art residency where we welcome artists from different parts of the world to develop their projects with us. Another one is the guest house where we welcome guests from mm. all over the world also. Yeah, on Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the, like the main financial motor of the project. We also run this uh, small art center. We have um, a small uh, auditory in the, in the basement yeah. that used to be a clandestine uh, cinema in time of dictatorship. Wow. Uh, and where nowadays we organize different kind of events like uh, small intimate concerts and um, uh, literary uh, events and movie projections. We work a lot with um, more exploratory music, experimental electronics or electroacoustics, but we are pretty open to different, uh, to different genres. Mm-hmm. We like uh, projects that have uh, a soul, that have a unique vision yeah. about music and about life. So mm-hmm. this is more than a genre, this is where we are. What's the vision of the Viknik? Because Viknik is belong to this big art house. Viknik is our recently created label. We've launched our first uh, record in May mm. this year, 2021. And we've released so far around uh, five records, some in digital, some in vinyl, some in CD. Mm-hmm. The vision was basically to create this circulatory device that could help us... Um, promote some of the processes and results that are connected to, to the main projects. Yeah. 
With, besides what we do in-house, we are uh, connected to a lot of different um, projects, like in different areas, such as community projects, mm. uh, international cooperation, promotion and conservation of, uh, of experimental heritage, also cultural programming, not only in-house, but uh, in other events. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of interesting processes and results that we think would be interesting to give them a second life, in some sense. So instead of just presenting an event or making a project, we are also publishing now records uh, and other kind of medium are somehow related to these projects or to artists uh, that are related to, to the housing. Yeah, we got one of the artists uh, belong to Vicknick. So would you mind introduce yourself and your band? and Trollstoy. Um, I, I got involved with, uh, with Vicknick first because of uh, the compilation, right? Me and Hugo started talking about other projects and uh, he was starting the, the label at the time and, uh, well, apparently he needed some help. You could go so far alone. And we started working on that project and uh, then by the time, I think it was one of the last concerts before the lockdown, Last year. Uh, last year. Mm-hmm. We invited Trollstoy to, to play in the, in the cinema, in the basement. Well, we were just about to record our, our second album and mm-hmm. we, were, we were going to self-release the record. But then I thought, well, maybe we could have some help on it. Uh-huh. And that's how we got into, into the label more, more profoundly. And now I'm stuck here. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> cool. So what's your music genre? Can you define it? Well, it's as easy to define as any music on any uh, Vicknick release, yeah. so it's impossible to... <laughs> to well, we don't like to to say what it is, but yeah. kind of improvise. First and foremost, improvised music. Mm-hmm. It can sound like jazz, it can sound like rock, it can sound like heavy, heavy things. Above all, it's improvised music, so mm-hmm. we try to improvise as much as we can, and that's the core of it. Basically, being very modest, this is... <laughs> these are actually like three amazing musicians, a drummer, saxophone player, and, uh, and a guitar player, who got together in this real power trio. George was saying is that in some sense it's a bit unclassifiable, like like what we what we try to, to... I was telling you before, like we're more focused on the fact that it's unique, yeah. that it's a unique uh, vision of music and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, ways of living, uh, than uh, a general. And that's why also we decide to call our festival Vaga, which means vague. Vague, I say, yeah. It's, it also means wave, so oh. it's uh, actually two meanings here. Yeah, yeah and then we call it uh, first uh, festival of unclassifiable music of Aveiro. And this has everything to do with what George is talking about. like. Mm-hmm. 
most of the things that we're presenting is really uh, are really difficult to mm. to describe. yeah to describe yeah. Mm. maybe not describe if you do it like in a text like uh, mm. how you feel it and like where it takes you yeah. and like what what could be some of the um, of the inspirations but like if you try to do it in words and genres like mm. uh, it becomes really difficult we had this problem when we are when we're tagging the releases yeah. like for the distributors and for the shops it's like okay but what is this? I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, some kind of like Latin American rock with electronic, but also with uh, some orchestra sounds, so it's kind of cinematic. And, but then, and then some platforms, okay, but pick one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you need to pick one. Yeah. yeah. So we usually pick either exploratory yes. because it, I think it's also one of the one of the, the main characteristics of the music that we're promoting mm -hmm. and unclassifiable would be like a good genre for <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think all the music platforms they need to add this tag on class festival for you <laughs> speaking of the music festival it will start in 26 and 27th November so apart from Choice Toy, what are the music band or musicians invited? Basically, this festival started as the idea was to for the artists that are connected to the to the label to meet each other. Mm. Not only the bands, but also the designers, the illustrators, the sound technicians. The so just to gather this team of people that mm. some of them live in Argentina, some of them live in Serbia, some of them live across in different towns across Portugal to, to get these people together and to get them to meet each other I think mm -hmm. this was the first and main uh, yeah, goal cool of, the, yeah. of the festival mm -hmm. then it kind of started to take shape you know I think and to become something else so for this for this festival we have some of the bands that uh, and artists that we have published or will publish yeah. some of the main acts that are connected to the label mm -hmm. on the 26th we'll um, we'll start with Trollstone mm -hmm. uh, then we'll have Azia from uh, Porto. This is her first uh, album that she is going to release with us and it's amazing like it's kind of she calls it psychedelic rap I don't even know what to call oh. it you know like her, her, her lyrics are really wicked yes. and like no she's badass man like oh, wow. uh, and wait. <laughs> yeah she comes she was uh, she is also a drummer oh, okay. um, and now she's starting this project like this, this different uh, project like this weird hip-hop uh, rap thing. Sigur, <laughs> We have uh, Omelette JD, uh, which is a DJ from Porto that is connected to, uh, to a space uh, in Porto called Openbox. 
who's coming to finish uh, to finish the yeah. evening. Yeah. For the second day, the 27th November, we're starting with Lágrima. Lagrima is a great musician, like he, he, he mostly plays the guitar, also sings sometimes, uh, sometimes I hope he does uh, <laughs> this time, because he has an amazing voice, oh. and his sound is pretty, like can go from very sweet folk music to very experimental noisy stuff, <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and everything in between. Yeah. And he's also the illustrator. Uh, who is responsible for uh, most of the record covers from our label. Nice. Uh, he's also making illustrations for the artist profiles. He's, uh, he's somewhere between the, the visual arts and music. Mm -hmm. And he's coming from Valladolid, from Spain. Mm -hmm. And um, after we have Santi. Yeah. Santi is also from Argentina. Uh, I met him in Mexico a few years back and invited him to, to come play at Festival dos Canais, a festival that uh, the, the City Hall of Aveiro is, uh, is hosting every year. Hacemos mil veces la misma cosa, la misma, pero siempre hay una que es el antes y el después. Quizá en el tiempo, quizá la voz susurra, quizás la luz que nunca vimos, aunque pudimos ver. Santi, it's well, kind of unclassifiable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> musician who is also a sound designer, a sound artist, and uh, and uh, instrument uh, creator. Yeah, he's like so, inventor. He invented his mm -hmm. own music instrument. Corrimos tantas veces sin ver, corrimos en la sombra sin saber que hay debajo de los pies. Yeah, which is very cool, you know, like uh, he, he has brought with him the changotarra, mm -hmm. uh, and which is one of his creations, yeah. and also the bebitarra. Baby. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, it's very, also a very unique show where he's using all these uh, weird instruments that he invented mm -hmm. and that crosses really different influences from uh, Latin American music, from rock, from electronics, mm -hmm. from uh, cinematic music. Santi also, so he, he came in advance and he's also working as the technical director of the festival. He proposed a few ideas that we, we immediately uh, took in, like participatory, uh, sound installations, which are more like games. Basically, he's also responsible for setting up 
these installations that uh, will allow the people that uh, that attend to the festival to also create some music while playing some games. There, like one of them involves a ping pong table, yeah. another involves a Pilates ball. So uh, <laughs> more than just concerts, you, we also have like we're also gonna have a different kind of activities. Very uh, engaged the festival, yeah, 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 kind of. And after Santi, we'll have Skier and Yeti. Classifiable. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And Their like, costume is super fun. <laughs> yeah, they're this uh, play dressed one as a skier and the other one as Yeti. What a surprise. Um, and also, uh, like, skier makes also his own instruments oh. from, uh, from skis and from, uh, and from snowboards, and, uh, and, uh, which are really interesting too. And yeah, they're coming from, um, from Serbia. And yeah, I think they're gonna put a, a hell of a show on mm. too. And then we're closing the evening with a DJ set from um, Frematic. Frematic is a duo composed by Lukas. Uh, Lukas is the, the, the person responsible for the mastering of our uh, records oh, and for okay. some of the mixes. Yeah. And uh, he's also a great electronic mu musician and DJ. And we uh, DJ together for many many years under the under the name Frematic. We also had an electronic uh, live band uh, with that name and we're getting together since a long time to DJ together. Yeah. So it's basically gonna be Lucas and me. I've also haven't DJ for a long time. I've been uh, more dedicated to other kind of, uh, of fields but I wanted to put like a special DJ set together for mm. this uh, occasion. It's gonna be a fun two nights. Yeah, I can't wait for party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Be prepared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be afraid. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have fun. Yeah. So would you mind sharing how did you start your career as a musician? Oof, that was a long time ago. <laughs> About a hundred years ago. <laughs> Well, I've always played. I had, um, my both my father and my mother. My father was actually semi-professional musician, mm -hmm. bass player, and my mother always sang since I remember in the polyphonic choirs and and whatnot. And they had a few projects. I started learning music at a very young age. Yeah. First classical music. Then by the time I was twelve, thirteen, of course, I had to get into rock music and guitar, and that's. Actually, we have a, a funny story when we met, me and Dugo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I think we were about 13. Ah. And I, well, we were at a birthday party and uh, I started playing the guitar, my limited three chords. And he, <laughs> and he asked me, he had a really long hair, Ooh, scary sight, and comes to me, do you know how to play metallic? And I said, uh, no, I don't. And he, okay, he just went and did something else and ignored me the rest of the evening. He doesn't remember that. <laughs> that happened. Actually, I'm, I'm making up the, the, this last part, I don't know. And then that, that's it, I just started playing in bands and um, eventually, when I, when I, one day I woke up and I was a professional musician. Ooh, <laughs> magic that, happened. Just, just, magic just yeah. happened and I couldn't do anything else. 
the beginning of next year will come out the f- 25th record that I've made, which is oh, not yeah. that much, but something. Not not my records, uh, yes. but playing with everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do now. I'm, I have, uh, apart from Trollstoy, I have two other bands, mm. Suk and 47 Fevereiro, Portuguese name, yeah. finally. And um, that's just what I do. I just make records every year and uh, finally found someone who can put some money on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we can both lose money. And we don't do it for the last one, actually. <laughs> yes, you have. Oh, no, you did. Yes, you have. You have paid. I just want a company to, to lose money, not, not by myself. Um, yeah, that's, that's how you went. Doesn't, I never decided to be a musician. Mm. I just... Well, go with the flow. I just went to the flow. And here yeah. We are. So how do you deal with um, you know a lot of musicians they were facing? Shall I pick up the artist way or shall I follow the society norms just to do some normal job? Do you have this kind of struggle? For me, it's never a dilemma, but I had to answer that question hundreds of times. People yeah. asking why don't you do music mm-hmm. for the people, and I. And my answer is always, I do music for the people. Yeah. And why don't you do, do music for money? And I say, I do music for money. I expect to be paid for, for what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you just have to do what you do. You do, you, yeah. do what you, you makes, love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because all the artists you love, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even the ones who made millions... They did what they, what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not even a, a problem. I think that's also if we want to find a common ground to all these artists that we are taking into the label. Mm. Besides uh, being a band of uh, misfits and, uh, crazy, and, and, <laughs> weird, and crazy weirdos, yeah. I think it's the fact that they all do what I love and mm. not uh, more, not less, you know, yeah. just um, this is something, most of the time, it's something you feel when you listen to music, yeah. you feel that uh, this was done, this, this, this came from somewhere, you know, and this is going somewhere. I think this is probably like one of the most, um, of the most essential uh, common uh, characteristics uh, between the between the artists that, mm. uh, that we are taking into the label and also that we have performing at the festival. I say, yeah. Take Santi as an example. He started mm. Yi Jing and uh, Dao De Jing, which is an uh, ancient Chinese philosophy books. Even when I talk with my Chinese friends, they are not familiar with that ancient book. But Santi like knows everything. And when I heard him rehearsal, I just feel, wow, the spiritual connection is pretty cool. Yeah, never heard about this kind of music before. You know, Santi has been living with us for probably a month One now, month? he'll yeah. stay for a few months more, also to help us out with the label and mm-hmm. to do some stuff together. Man, like, he spends a lot of time, like, playing and rehearsing and mm. creating, you know? Yeah. It's really nice to 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 listen, like, when you're, like, uh, going around the house and just listening to him and knowing that he's doing what he loves, you yeah. know? Uh, and, he's, and he's actually, like, um, really putting time and effort in it because... Yeah, like uh, good ideas and talent are, are I think, are uh, important, of course, but yeah. like time and, and oh, effort are also always part of the, of the yeah. equation. No? Mm. You can uh, spend time and effort and have fun too, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's uh, like if you really do what you like, yeah. it doesn't, 
it doesn't feel like uh, hard work. Mm. It is, but it doesn't feel like it feels like fun. Yeah, in some sense. true. So where do you guys get the inspiration from? Easy and answer, but life. Well, I mean, uh, of course, you have inspiration from the music you grew up with, and the mm. artists you love. That's obvious. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones you copied when you were 14. Yeah. But then you just go on and you watch uh, 100 movies and you read uh, books and you talk to people and you travel. All of that goes into... You just have to do something with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go... Even if I cross the street, I have yeah. to... There's something that happened to me yeah. that, they, that I have to give meaning to. So... That's that's it. That's life. That's what you. That's what you do. You just take the music. If we're talking about music, of course, mm-hmm. you take the music that that you love. You you put life on it, and well, you can add some some ingredients sometimes. Yeah. And and just what you do. It's, mm-hmm. I think that's the same for all the true artists. I, I think. True. Yeah, I think also different pro- sometimes different projects draw inspiration from different uh, subjects or from different uh, fields, no? I remember a project I've been working at with, um, with Mark Matos, uh, a.k.a. Transvan Santos, a.k.a. Sonny Santos, a.k.a. <laughs> Padre Paulo Santos, uh, which is this project called Jenny and Her Epileptic Dog. And we, we recorded an album and uh, we are, we're just finishing the producing it. And before we started to actually play, we kind of sat down and talked like for one month, mm. which was weird because <laughs> actually usually start playing and, uh, and, uh, and jamming and see what comes out, but yeah. we're just talking about stuff. <laughs> and two the themes that came out a lot in our conversations were, was in one, on one hand, like a bit uh, philosophy of life, but and on the other hand, uh, cinema. Mm. And we would refer to the kind of music we wanted to 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 make uh, through uh, scenes of uh, different movies like hey do you know that scene in um, in uh, twin peaks for example or do you know that or uh, can you remember that that ambient uh, in uh, in that certain movie like i want to create something that relates to mm. that uh, to that space to that ambient to that sensation that i got from that movie so this was for example, for this specific record, it was something uh, that we um, was a very very specific sources of inspiration. Of course, everything else uh, in the end inspires you and influences you, mm-hmm. but it was very specific, and it's turning out to to become a very uh, a record that sounds very cinematic, sounds mm-hmm. a lot like soundtrack, and I think that's why you know, like so. Yeah, I think like like George say, mm-hmm. says, like everything in life is inspiration. Yeah. Um, your feelings, the things you listen to, the things you see, the things you experience, but and also at some, at, at uh, on the other hand, you also can get like specific um, influences for different kind of uh, of projects. That you work. And what you say is important. It's part of it. It's uh, sometimes limitation is is uh, helpful. Mm. Well, yeah. when you when you say that you decide to do music for that. Per- inspired by that particular scene mm-hmm. that's limitation so it helps you because you have so many different influences and so many True. things you want to do that if you don't limit yourself yeah. for example in Troll Story when we decided we, we, we wouldn't have a bass player that's what, what part of it that's, that makes you think in a different way so any limitation helps too 
Yeah, because you share the bass with Gabriel, right? Yeah. Sometimes uh, Gabriel, who's a saxophone player, oh, okay. goes for the bass, yeah. and sometimes uh, Laura goes uh, with the guitar ah, uh, for the bass. So they're kind sharing. of sharing yeah. this uh, this uh, frequency, this space, uh -huh. which is pretty cool. Because sometimes Laura is down there, like uh, keeping the the bass, and uh, and Gabriel is up there just going crazy. <laughs> and sometimes the the other way around. You know? Sometimes <laughs> nobody knows where where he is. But <laughs> yeah, and it's all part of it. Yeah. So, so how do you recruit your band members? Do you just like, okay, I feel like he's my people. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that. Uh -huh. I, um, I never did a naughty, um, an audition for oh, anything. Okay. I never, yeah. I only once in my life partic was part of an audition. Uh, yeah, it comes with what Luke said when he was, we spent a month talking with, uh, with Sonny. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever his name. Um, sometimes you just feel mm. like this is the person without even playing. Yeah. João is a good João, the, the our drummer in Trostoy, is also the drummer in Suk, the other band. That's when we started playing together. Uh -huh. And it's really uh, it, this is true. Uh, we were looking for a drummer because our our drummer was leaving, and I didn't know who to recruit because it was a very difficult task. And I hadn't seen him in ten years, and what? And I met him on a drum show. He was there just hanging and having a beer. And immediately I said, this is the guy. Wow. <laughs> and we talked a little bit. And the one week later, I called him. Hey, do you want to? Yeah, okay, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. and, what just and what a drummer. He's, yeah. For me, he's, he's, he's the one. And, uh, great. Sorry, the other guys, you're great too. <laughs> um, but Can you bought the ring yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's married. He's married. Okay. Oh, I just ruined it for the party. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your vision for the future of Vicknick? So, after the festival, what's your plan? Well, right now, I think we can't really see past the festival. Like we're so we're so invested on this. Uh, we're so invested on this that uh, we kind of there's a wall between the festival and the, and the future, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we got, so we got a few uh, releases prepared for uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is the one that Laura was talking about before. Um, it's called Rajada and it's, um, it's basically uh, a compilation of, uh, of uh, music musicians from Aveiro. But what we did, and this is when uh, when George came into the picture, mm -hmm. is that we uh, we chose a few bands and then we got them together in pairs, like uh, in um, so we we got uh, two musical projects together and we asked them to make a collaboration, mm -hmm. so to create new content in collabor uh, in collaboration uh, for this project. So basically, we have sixteen musical projects, uh, and between them, they are um, they recorded eight tracks. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is interesting because it gives us an, a, a picture of uh, what's going on musically in the in this city uh, right now. It's like um, it's like a screenshot taking to the to the musical scene of the city. Of course, we haven't included everybody that we love, so we'll have to have a, a second yes. uh, edition and probably <laughs> yeah. a third. Uh, but it's it's a start, you know. Uh, it's a it's a start. Releases that we're pretty invested uh, in uh, for the future. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, we're gonna have uh, other releases also from Azia, mm -hmm. from Musgos, uh, local musician who's also mm -hmm. sculpture. 
um, recorded this album in uh, in Berlin. Probiotics. Uh, Probioticus is a duo from uh, from from Porto, which will mm. uh, will come soon. Also from Jenny and her epileptic dog that I was uh, talking uh, before. Mm. Another project called Piurso, and um, yeah, so there's like uh, also from Martin Minervini that is coming uh, to yes. um, that is coming to uh, to the festival. Mm. We hope also from Skier and Yeti. Uh, so yeah, we got like already enough music to release all 2022 and 2023 Great. and always new projects are coming. Um, and yeah, our vision is, you know, like I think at the beginning when we, when you release like five records and one is experimental electronics, the other is kind of improvisational jazz rock and the other is uh, Latin American rock electronic, blah, blah, blah. And the other one is rap. I think it's difficult uh, kind of to understand what we're here for. And mm -hmm. I think with time, the more weird stuff we release that, <laughs> that are completely uh, unrelated to the others, the yeah. more that it will make sense. Yeah. And uh, that's a bit where we see us going in the, in the next few years. Uh, just all this, uh, all this um, nonsense starting to make... <laughs> That's a your brand. Of sense, you know. <laughs> it becomes a brand. Yeah, know? it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People start coming for the weirdness. Yeah, I think, yeah. And staying for the good parties. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's funny because already we had decided to, to do this festival and to call, the, uh, to call it uh, Unclassifiable mm -hmm. Music Festival. And uh, just two days ago, I found this article on Bandcamp that had just came out mm. talking about... Tokyo's generalist rave scene, oh, okay. uh, which is really interesting because for me, Bandcamp is a really big uh, like a reference. They have really amazing curated content. Mm. Uh, they're doing a great job on that. Uh, it began like just a kind of a commerce platform for uh, for musicians to put mm -hmm. their music, but then they they had this twist and they started um, they started with the content uh, production yeah. and, uh, and curation. And this kind of completely gave a different dimension to the platform. And uh, for me, it's interesting that we're doing something and at some point we see it reflected uh, there, you know, like um, that uh, other people are talking about this uh, idea of, uh, of uh, no class, no gender, <laughs> no... You are on trend now. Yeah, no category, no, yeah. you know, like uh, no label. Yeah. As a musician, what's the biggest challenge you think you are facing at the moment? Is it distributions? Well, first, before distribution, let's start on, on the end, which, which is people paying for music mm. or not paying for music. So that's, well, you release a record and you have to pay for it. Uh -huh. So how do you convince people to, well, to actually put the money in it? Uh -huh. It's not easy nowadays, so, but this is the, the path we have to take, which is, okay, you're not just buying some more of the same, no, here's something special, here's yeah. something different that you can really, will really enhance your life if you, if you follow this label or whatever, or this kind of labels that are doing the same thing, which is, this is not what you hear on TV or on the radio, this is something different. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have. It's not enough to be different. It has to be good. So if, if we constantly put out things that are weird but good, mm -hmm. people will 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 respect that and and follow it. Um, so that that's one challenge. Uh, distribution is a challenge that we are facing mm -hmm. actually because it's well, 
how do you distribute a record and make mm. it uh, available everywhere but you don't, you, you don't need to make it available everywhere because you're not going to buy our records on a grocery store or something <laughs> so it's really it's, you have to put the time and um, and think about it and with who you can make a partnership yeah. that's a challenge so as a musician's I've been doing this alone for a few years and it's really hard to just rely on Bandcamp mm. and play live. Um, that's, that's the most important thing is play live. So we haven't been able to do it very often. Oh yeah, the cool uh, yeah. But, well, just, let's just start yeah. doing it again. Mm. I think that's also another characteristic that, uh, that in some sense affects our selection of uh, projects. If we can have projects that can play live mm. and that are prepared to play live, Uh, for us is of course we prefer that you know because nowadays is that like there's so much so much music coming out every day and yeah. good one you know like also crappy one but <laughs> but, yeah. but lots of good so stuff many, coming out yeah. and like the attention span of people is so so small mm. that uh, it's I think one of the biggest challenges is also how to make this music arrive to the ears of people you know mm. like one thing is selling records that's already like yeah but <laughs> just getting people to listen is like the first big challenge I believe then True. if people start to listen I think uh, I think sales also come with it and I think playing live is a really interesting way to get your music in uh, the ears of the people yeah. you know uh, because it's not just this three seconds you come across it on Instagram or in or in uh, Facebook or what's not you're watching that band and your or that project and you're really feeling it you can feel that energy yeah, yeah. and then you go home and then you listen to it online yeah. you know like uh, or sometimes the other way around you listen to it online and like mm -hmm. oh I, I gotta see these go guys down. live yeah. but I think live 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 shows first it's amazing to be at a live show a, a live music show The for me the more intimate the better mm -hmm. uh, and uh, at the same time I think it's a really like uh, very important uh, promotional uh, moment of mm -hmm. for a, for a musician and, and yeah. for a label also, in some sense. It's where you sell the records, actually. Yeah. And it's yeah. where you sell the yeah. records because when you're there as a spectator, you just well, if you like it, you won't go home without the record. It's, it's really <laughs> hard to to yeah. not take that home. Collect it. Yeah. It's, it's like a collectible. For for example, I'm I'm uh, of course I'm a musician, but. Um, I almost the only albums I buy are on concerts mm. or I buy from friends who just release a record. Yeah. Uh, but I I go to a show if and if I like it, I just bring the record. Mm -hmm. the, of course, the first thing I do is if if it's vinyl, great. If it's a CD, I just uh, put it on my iPod and yeah. and I'll just leave the CD home. But um, and sometimes I uh, yeah. it happened a few times to buy a record never never ever listen to it. But mm. I was so excited on at the end of the show that I had to buy it yeah so, you want to support your yeah, yeah, and you want to support that, that's yeah. it you know that it's important I actually tell a lot of people that um, when people ask me why should I buy your record because it's on Spotify yeah. <laughs> first Spotify doesn't give us any money that's, no. that's one thing but um, when people tell look I don't even have a CD player it, it doesn't make sense as um, object as an object mm -hmm. and I tell them then listen to it on Spotify and buy me a t-shirt or, or a hat, something. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to support this in any way. Sure. I get what you're saying about the, about the, about the format. The, the format. Mm. It, it makes sense. The CD, if we really look at it, a CD doesn't make sense. Even the vinyl doesn't make sense in, a, in the perspective of usefulness. But 
you that's how you put value into the music yeah of course I'm a, of course it's a cool collective it's it's amazing to have records but uh, only if you talk only about the music if you don't want the physical thing please buy a t-shirt buy something you can yeah, wear it it's cool bar, yeah. you can go to the gym with a t-shirt whatever <laughs> it has a purpose and you help me yeah. and I tell I tell a lot of my friends if you buy me one t-shirt you'll give me more money than Spotify for the rest of my life exactly <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you can wear it and it's a cool t-shirt so yeah, why just not? have to think that way if it's if we bring out like unique stuff with uh, good quality like uh, something that people will want to listen to buy also even like the physical objects that we are doing you know like we're putting a lot of work into them mm. like our the illustrator the designer the, the, the people who are uh, writing the, the texts and like we put a lot of content in it and we take our time you know it's like it's one of the um, one of the really of the most time-consuming tests mm. tests is is really designing the records to be objects that you'll want to that I would want to collect and that mm. George would like to collect and then you know like so we we, we, we tend to see them like that like it's the music uh, that is inside uh, and the quality of the general object and of every all of the content that is included there from illustrations to design to text yeah. should match the quality of the music also mm -hmm. so yeah yeah um, you know in today's world a lot of digital artists like drawing illustration one they use nft to sell their arts so basically mm -hmm. people will say oh you just buy a jpeg the digital picture you can just download online but now people pay the real money even billions, millions dollars NFTs, just to buy, yeah, yeah, to buy the NFT. I, I never got into that. I think, yeah. I don't, I don't get it yet. <laughs> I think the musician will also will be able to use this concept for their music. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Me, I, some musicians have told me about it. Mm. I still have to to read something about it and try to make sense of it. Yeah, get I'm, it I'm kind of studying this yeah. space. I'll share more information. Yes. Yeah, I, I do feel like the future... If you have a creative heart and the people love your stuff, you deserve to get all the money you earned instead of just uh, being yeah, used by the third party like Spotify and never pay anything. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, we believe that like almost all platforms and all formats are valid. We've been talking about some... Um, We've been talking about some uh, augmented reality formats. Mm, yeah. uh, some of the records we're releasing, for example, Martin Minervini, we're talking about the possibility of releasing, making small sculptures made out of electronic components mm. that he makes, like that are kind of sound and light uh, mm. micro sculptures. Ooh. And you don't have to make 500 or uh, you can make maybe 50 and have a limited edition mm -hmm. that but the record is actually uh, you know like it's 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 a sculpture that comes with a download oh, code yes, yes. so um, I think there's many like the possibilities nowadays are endless and it's interesting to explore these yeah. possibilities you know mm -hmm. and not close your doors like uh, we love an analog we love digital mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like uh, it's like each there are different things sure. that can have very different, uh, can open really different possibilities, you know? Mm -hmm. So why not uh, work with uh, different ones? Like, I think each record or each project, each mm -hmm. release is a project. Yeah. And this project can be taken in, uh, in many different ways. Um, so yeah, it can come out as a record, can come out as a video, can come out as a sculpture, can come out 
as uh, some kind of augmented reality um, uh, device can come out as an app. NFTs, and I share the same, uh, the same lack of knowledge <laughs> as uh, George about it, but I think definitely is something, uh, is something yeah, uh, worth, worth, yeah, worth uh, researching. Yeah. So before we wrap up, can you use one or two sentences to encourage people to come to your festival? First, I would say, até relinches. <laughs> yeah, that's a hashtag. Yeah. I was a little bit confused at the beginning. Yeah. Naturally, like <laughs> even, even us and we're Portuguese, you okay. know, so, but even Portuguese people, I think, you get confused by, by this. How do you say relinches in English? Nay. Nay? I don't know how you pronounce it, actually. I know it's like N-E-I-G-H-T, like uh, to make the sound okay. of a horse. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we can we can actually make a. Let's try it. Yes, let's do it. I think Anna did a good job. Yeah. She's doing it inwards. Uh -huh. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's doing great. Wow. She's been training for uh, weeks for that. So where can people find the more information about Vicnik uh, and your music? We got uh, our website is mm -hmm. uh, lifeisavicnik.com. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a specific page for the festival which is uh, the same uh, lifeisavicnik.com uh, vaga2021. Mm -hmm. uh, they can find us on Instagram on YouTube, on Facebook, and then on all the music platforms. We're like we're on Bandcamp is like where we where we concentrate most of our efforts, but also of course on Spotify, on mm -hmm. iTunes, on the Beatport, uh, everywhere. Yeah. Other ones. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you very much for your time. Thank yeah. you too. Yeah. Thank Good you. luck with the mu music festival. <laughs> I'll meet you there.